Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Believe and Betting Chicago right here on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Joey Christopoulos. I'm going to be joined by my great good friend, Bears fantasy football expert, David Rispoli, today to talk a little Bears Packers. But first, I want to talk to you guys about my bookie real quick. They're a sponsor for this week. Dave, did you know that at the beginning of the season, Lamar Jackson's MVP odds were 50 to 1? I did not know that. It is true, and they have plummeted since. And that's why my bookie's prop selections are more attractive than ever. You really need to get on on this now. Then, on the 14th, did you know we also have one of the most stacked UFC cards in a long, long time? Dave, I'm sure you're interested in that. Oh, I do know that, Joey. There's three titles on the line, not to mention Jose Aldo is fighting and Uriah Faber. And it is in the betting capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on the action. And we have the best place for you to go. That's right, folks. I love it. You love it. It's my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little but win a lot, you should try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. Booyah! My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. So if you join right now, this is what the Believe Podcast Network is going to do for you. My bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. So that means if you deposit $2,000, you get, that's right, MathWiz kids, an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. And all you have to do is use our promo code, BLV. That's right, BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. My bookie bet, win, and get paid. Dave Raspoli, welcome to the podcast, my man. Oh, Joey, it's so good to be back. The last time we talked, I feel like we left on sad terms. Yeah, I've never been here when I've been happy, Joey. Uh, But I will say I was here after the first Packers-Bears game, so I'm excited to come back with a whole season's worth of knowledge to talk about. Full circle, we were confused. Yeah. Uh, We were bitten at days. I believe I was quoted as saying that Matt Nagy coached his worst game in his professional career you know what happened dave what he coached he coached a couple more worst games in his career yeah, i was gonna ask that. you do you do you stand by that comment at this point in the season or do you think there was a worst game if so what was that game look i like matt Nagy, and i'm rooting for him but when i see him coach a garbage game i have to i have to call that out and i did that in week one honestly the way that we weren't prepared for the saints game was just jarring and you know, nauseating. And then as I talked about last week, that Philadelphia Eagles game really still sticks in my craw as perhaps one of the biggest failures of the season, just because of how poorly we played in that first half. And to the fact that I am one of the biggest Trubisky truthers in the world. And at halftime, I seriously, I, I turned to our buddy Kyle Moore and I said, we have to bench him. I mean, the season's on the line. We can't just keep trotting this out. Granted, he came back and tossed a couple of touchdowns, but I mean, I just thought the play calling in that game was uninventive. It didn't give Trubisky a chance. I mean, I don't know. Pick your poison, man. I mean, it's like picking out turds. Oh, yeah. Turds at the store. Which one's the stinkiest and the worst? No, thank you. Yeah, I have some stats we'll get to later, Joey, that I think I've solved the problem mathematically. I'm just going to email it to Matt Nagy after after this podcast to make sure he gets them because I think I have the path to success, my man. So let's talk Bears, Packers this week. Clearly, about three weeks ago, you were getting married. 
Yeah. The season was over. Yeah. And you were like, I'm going to go to Hawaii. I was closing yeah. one chapter, <laughs> opening another. Opening another eternal one. Yes. And honestly, my man, ever since you got married, the Bears season is completely turned around. They've won four out of their last five. Trubisky has almost doubled his touchdown output in that time. Yeah. And believe it or not, mathematically, the Bears are still in it. Yeah. Well, first off, I mean, Trubisky emailed me. He was very upset I didn't invite him to the wedding. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, pal, I'll invite you when you start fucking playing. (laughs) And guess what? I think it worked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I said, get your head in the game. Uh, Start getting Anthony Miller involved. (laughs) Forget being in the NFL for 10 years. I got to make it to Dave's 10-year anniversary. Yeah. That's what I got to start playing for right now. So, I mean, I don't want to say I'm going to take credit for it, but I'm going to take credit for it. As you should. As you should. And here are the Bears sitting at 7-6, and going to Lambeau to play Green Bay. You know, everyone wants to talk about how tough the schedule is, but you can only play the team that's right in front of you, and that is the Green Bay Packers. And I feel like this is week one all over again where we're walking into a game against Green Bay thinking – that we're going to play well and beat them. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have shown really good mojo of late. Uh, that's what, three weeks of club dub? Yes. Huh? It is. That's got to feel pretty good. It sure is. That's a lot of booms. That's a lot, that's a of, lot booms. of booms in the locker room. Yeah, that is a lot of booms. And, you know, look, Aaron Rodgers didn't look great against the Redskins. He looked rattled. Uh, for a couple of weeks now, they haven't looked great. Uh, so I think, yeah, is it a false sense of hope? Uh, we will find out, but I kind of like our chances. And that was the frustrating thing about week one, right? Was our defense played well and the Packers weren't doing anything on offense. And all we needed to do was just score maybe one touchdown or one extra field goal. And now for the first time in the season, I think we feel like we have our footing on offense. And I'm actually truly optimistic that we can continue to replicate maybe not what we did against the Cowboys, right? But like 70% of what we were able to do offensively, we could replicate that in this game. And if we do that, we have a great chance at winning. Yeah, and I think the Cowboys are a great comparison offensively to the Green Bay Packers, right? They really only have one star receiver, Mari Cooper, Devontae Adams. They have a great running back, Zeke, Aaron Jones. They've been an on ancient, fire. An ancient tight end. An ancient, yeah, you're right. <laughs> a really old uh, man, that guy runs slow, kind of tight end, and Jimmy Graham and Jason Witten. And then you have a semi-mobile quarterback, right? Like Aaron Rodgers is not the runner he used to be, uh, but those guys can scramble and make those throws on the run like nobody else. Maybe, maybe the best two quarterbacks on the run next to uh, somebody named uh, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we should have a very similar game plan on defense. But, honestly, hearing the news about Roquan, uh, you know, I – Who's going to step up? That's the question. Who's going to step up on defense? When you're talking about Roquan, uh, you're definitely talking about trying to bottle up Aaron Jones, right? And that's going to be a huge. That's going to be a huge part of it. The other thing about Roquan is not that he was so great in the past defense uh, in terms of covering people, but his speed at least can make up for some of the things. And what what does Aaron Rodgers love to do? He loves hiking, and then they do that quick stick slant route for about two seconds, and he yep. gets the ball out of his hands. Yep. And, you know, on third and six, you know, we've been really good on third down lately as a defense in general. And that's kind of one of my little bit. Let's sort of see what happens outside of the occasional. 
moment when Dark Lord Rogers pulls a pass out of his ass and, you know, it's up in the air for 20 seconds and it comes down, lands in the Packers' hand. You know what I mean? Yep. There's going to be one of those plays in the game that we're going to need to overcome. But really, the loss of Roquan for me is can we be able to, you know, bottle up those guys in those short, quick passing yard situations and do some tackling? Yeah, and we can't get beat over top with guys like Lazard. That guy is fast, and I don't know what the practice report is. I don't know if we're going to get back Prince. I hope we are. We absolutely need him back in the lineup. But, yeah, we, 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 can't, we can't have Kyle Fuller jumping routes, getting beat, you know, having someone wide open over the top. We have to contain them. We have to keep everybody in front of us. And since we're on defense, too, I mean, are we going to get the Leonard Floyd game, right? I mean, there's all those career stats that are out there. That, I you feel know, like he, we're due. Yeah, he dominates the Packers every single time. I believe he had two or maybe two and a half sacks in week one. He's had a three-sack game against them in his career in the past. I mean, this is a prime great time for him to show up, especially if Hicks is out there but isn't 100%. So, you know, the loss of Roquan. Is Prince going to play? All this is kind of leading back towards that pass rush. And honestly, a pass rush that – has been, I guess you could say disappointing, right? Or if not, just average. I mean, look, I have a Mac jersey. I was really excited to get it last Christmas. I've worn it a bunch this year, but I haven't felt as good as I did last year. Oh, no, yeah, we haven't done any of our Mac dances or no, like I haven't, our Mac snack. Num, 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 I, you know, like. we, we really haven't heard his name called as much. I mean, he's not even in the question for sack leader for defensive player of the year. Like, I mean, I, we're just having trouble really getting to the quarterback and Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback that you need to get to. You have to, we have to rattle him. I mean, we should be watching the film from the Redskins game. They got to Aaron Rodgers. They were in his face a lot and he was having to just, you know, make those quick throws He's not on the same page with Geronimo Allison. He's not on the same page with MVS. Besides Devontae Adams, we should just be bracketing Devontae Adams and daring these other receivers to beat us. Um, and absolutely, you hit you hit the nail on the head. Aaron Jones, man. I mean, he is really coming on as of late, and we had a lot of trouble stopping Zeke. Right, which was... I think the the greatest blessing in disguise, the, that first quarter on that first drive, they were feeding it to Zeke. He was absolutely pounding us right now at that time. And then they got away from it. Yeah, never half. Never went back to it. Yeah. What a blessing that was because I really think that was hurting us. And certain running backs at times, Josh Jacobs is another example too as well. They have just really been able to gash us up pretty good. Aaron Jones has the talent to be able to do that. Um, our, you know, at home – are they going to be able to really lean on that and confidently just give the ball to Aaron Jones over and over and over again, even though Aaron Rodgers probably wants the ball? Is Matt LaFleur going to call it like that? It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it's it's strange, but I would probably prefer Rodgers in the back looking around trying to find passers and hopefully our pass rush gets home as opposed to consistently having to stop the run. Yeah, I mean, it, they really look out of sync in the passing game on the Packers, and I, I think we need to exploit that. Absolutely. So I want to talk about the offense, but first let's actually get into some of the betting angles that we like a whole lot. Yeah. Let's kind of cover those. Um, 
You know, it's been an interesting Bears season. Um, it's been it's been tough to bet. I think the the main bets that we've probably been able to hit on and win are the unders for overall score this yeah. year. Um, was very happy with my Thanksgiving picks. Uh, you know, the Allen Robinson first score touchdown hit. Anthony Miller scored touchdown. Um, that eventually came a couple weeks later when I called that. So this week, Bears. Uh, some places right now are plus five against the Packers. Uh, some places also have them plus four point five. It was it started off at seven, but now it's kind of drawn back down, which makes people think that the sharps are kind of hammering the Bears to cover right now. As it keeps, uh, who knows where it's going to end? Dave, what do you think about this opening line? Just first blush. Well, there's been a lot of movement, um, but from the very beginning, I've seen this as being a close game. I see it as a game that's probably going to be decided by a field goal. So I like the Bears to cover at, uh, what is it, 4.5? I'm going to take that. Yeah. And uh, there was a couple other numbers that we sort of liked. The over-under at 43.5 was kind of interesting. There was a good number on that. Um, But, again, you know, just before the podcast, Dave looked it up. Keep in mind that it is going to be cold in Lambeau. 15 degrees high of 15, low of Five, and as can, in yeah. one, two, three, four, five degrees. Yeah, that can definitely impact the scoring. I think I'm going to go with my my bookie pick of the week is first score of the game, Bears field goal plus 320. And here's what I'm thinking. Here's my thought process with that. Loved what we saw from the offense last week. Loved that we came out on an opening drive, albeit an interception. But on a first drive of the game, we drove it right down the field. That is actually starting to happen over the last two weeks. Something that hasn't happened all season long. I do like the Bears offense coming out, looking sharp right off the bat. Green Bay's run defense isn't very good. We'll get into that in a little bit later. But I do like the Bears maybe driving down the field, maybe getting stalled a little bit, a false start penalty or something, an incomplete pass on third and seven, and the Bears kick a field goal to go up 3 nothing. That's plus 320. I think that is a fantastic bet right now. We believe in you, Eddie. We believe in you, pal. Granted, it has to be a 12-yard <laughs> yeah. field goal attempt. I was going to say. Um, <laughs> cold weather makes the football heavy and hard, so uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see how that, that affects old uh, Pinheiro, very little dinero. <laughs> oh, man. it's uh, And obviously, like, we don't even have to – it's a tangent, right? But uh, the kicker in Atlanta, Koo. Uh, oh. who was on San Diego last year. Bears didn't even bring him in for a tryout. Mr. Trickshot. Unbelievable. Uh, Joey, I like a really weird bet. Go for it. Okay. I like the first score of the game to be the Bears D or special teams at plus 5,000. Whoa. Just look under your couch, scrounge together some change. And buy yourself a Christmas present Yeah, this just year. go ahead and throw. Why wouldn't you at least just throw a couple dollars that way? Cordero Patterson is playing fantastic right now. He could score from anywhere on the field. He will take it out of the end zone. Absolutely. Bears haven't had a pick six in a long time, and I've been calling it while we've been watching Bears games. A block punt to yeah. score has not happened yet this year. I could see it happening. It's only a matter of time. I'm, I'm saying it like it's like a no-hitter. Like, it hasn't happened yet. Well, like, well, I mean, and how close, how many times this year has Fuller gotten so close to jumping that route? Uh, there was that, that play uh, against the Cowboys where he just missed it. And if he had caught the ball, it would have been a pick six. I feel like he's right on it. We've, we we know the Packers. He we plays know their well plays. against Rodgers. He plays well against Rodgers. I could absolutely see a fuller pick six. 
Uh, for plus five thousand guys, mean, you want a brighter twenty twenty, don't just you? Just come on, start now. the decade just, off with a bang. Just go ahead and drop a little extra Christmas cash and buy the fam something pretty for Christmas, <laughs> yeah. would you? And also, uh, and yeah, I mean, come on, plus five thousand. I mean, guys, <laughs> everyone has a third mortgage nowadays. If it doesn't happen, you're like whatever. But if <laughs> yeah. it does happen, a uh, Christmas Skip miracle around the room. Yeah. Skip around the room. The other one that I liked a lot, too, is uh, Bears' first score was plus 320 by a field goal. And then I think also as well, it was plus 115, I believe, was um, any first score of the game was a field goal. So Bears or Packers, you can kind of bracket those two together. If you're right, you hit on both of them. You bring in a little extra cash. I mean, I think the Bears can certainly win this game, right? I mean, I think covering... I'm very, very confident confident that the Bears are going to cover. Um, so at that number of 4.5, I mean, you know, I think the Bears are going to win. But <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like, And I'll, I also saw uh, another bet I, I kind of liked was the under of the first half total score, uh, which I believe they had at 17.5. I just think cold weather leads to slow starts. I mean, your body is tight. It's cold. It's going to take a while for these offenses to look like they're really clicking. I could see it being a real low-scoring first half. So we're going to jump into the offense, talk about the offensive side of the ball real quick, and maybe make some keys to the game. But first, I mean, we're all jacked up about the Bears right now, but I want to talk about sleep for a second. Can I do that, Dave? Joey, I had the best night's sleep last Sunday night. I'll tell you that. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. How many hours of sleep do you get a night? 16. 16. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I do everything times two. <laughs> they say you need to get uh, eight eight hours of sleep a night. I like doing eight. I feel refreshed. I'm not big of a nap guy. Are you a nap man? Are you a napsman? Uh, I take a few sad naps some Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Some well, more often more often this season. Really yeah. I sure, I sure took a bunch of sad naps this year, Jeff. Yes. Yeah, you're taking sad naps and 16 hours sleep naps. Yep. Well, you need about eight hours of sleep, right? And what is sleep's one of one of sleep's biggest problems for me personally is temperature. Absolutely, I, I can't be too hot. I prefer actually to get in the bed when it's freezing cold and then warm into it. If it's too hot right away, I can't really I can't really enjoy myself. And it's tough to get a good sleep when you're too hot because then you're tossing and turning around, going all over the place. And that's why I want to tell all you guys about eight sleep. Dave, do you know about eight sleep? I don't. Tell me, Joe. Eight Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. That's right. You're going to work out while you sleep. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. 25 million of those hours were Dave's. That's it. That's true. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, which is how it goes in my house. Now you can have both at the same time. It is a crazy, comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Now you can try it for 100 nights. And if you don't love it, obviously they will refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. So what is stopping you? They already sold out of their first two batches. And guess what? They're going fast, so you got to jump on it now. For a limited time, get $150. That's right, $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That's 8, the number, E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com slash pro, 8sleep.com slash pro. Get that sleep that you deserve at the temperature that you want. Joey, I tell you what, I'm going to buy... 
five eight sleep beds. Uh, once I get all this money off this Cordero Patterson, uh, that's right. That plus five thousand, yeah, that kick return. I'm going to get a hot one. Yep. I'm going to get a cold one. Yep. I'm, I'm going to get a freezing one. I'm going to be like little uh, Goldilocks, just going from bed to bed, baby. <laughs> just jumping from bed to bed. So let's talk about the offense here, and then we're going to wrap it up. Obviously, they played fantastic. Trubisky played the best game of perhaps his career. Let's just say he played the best game of his career last week against Dallas. Now goes to Lambeau, plays a Green Bay team. A Green Bay team, honestly, that he's played fairly well against in the past. Not necessarily week one this year, but he's going up against a Green Bay defense that has been tough on quarterbacks in fantasy from a fantasy perspective, has been tough on wide receivers from a fantasy perspective. What do you expect? I mean, can he keep the train going? Are we going to revert back? Is it going to be a little bit of something in the middle, in the mean? What are you thinking? I think it's probably going to fall somewhere in the middle. Uh, I went back and looked at that first game. Again, play calling was horrible. Trubisky threw 44 passes in that game. That's the most passes of the entire year by a fairly large margin. And he only had one rush attempt for 11 rush yards. So that was the game when we barely used David Montgomery. We had Mike Davis out there. Mike Davis. Uh, Jeez. The ghost of Mike Davis was out there. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think think the play calling was, was part of it. But I think we have found Trubisky's sweet spot. And the magic number, Joey, after crunching all the numbers is 31 31 pass attempts joey mm, Ooh, that's good that's when, a good stat when trubisky throws 31 pass attempts or less we win the game yes that's the magic number he threw 31 pass attempts against dallas dallas he had 63 rush yards where he's using his legs again he's becoming mobile um and uh let's see the only game he won versus Green Bay in all of their meetings was in 2018, and that's when he threw 28 passes. So that's like right around his sweet spot. If I'm nag- – I know game script plays a lot into this, but like let's let's be honest. Like a lot of the times in that first game this year against the Packers, he didn't have to throw that much. He was just slinging it all over. We need to be running the ball like we have been and setting Trubisky up in those – third and shorts right that is a great stat and and it's not and it's a great place to look at it because then it just kind of like circles around to all these other things that i think has made the offense suddenly successful over the last couple weeks right is you look at those pass attempts and what does that mean one it means they're playing with a lead something that the bears statistically and last year just with your own very eyes did very very well when they had an early lead The defense played more aggressively. They were able to get those turnovers. The offense played more confidently, even if it was a one-point lead. I mean, they still played better in that respect. They didn't have to throw the ball quite as often. The other part with that, too, as well, is obviously, like you said, they're running the football. When Trubisky used his legs to pick up a first down in the first quarter, it completely just opened up this whole different aspect that Dallas had to kind of account for. And... Somehow it was crazy, but these little six-yard runs to the sideline completely broke down their offense and opened everything up. The other part that's really great about that is if you look up the numbers, especially from a fantasy side, it's a great week to start David Montgomery. I thought he looked awesome last week. 
running in between the tackles. They kind of moved away from him a little bit as the game got a little out of hand. So he didn't quite have the stats or the production where you're like, whoa, what a monster game. But I thought he played really, really well. Green Bay, it's a green light matchup, which means that they're in the top. They're in the bottom 10 of giving up fantasy points to opposing running backs. I believe in the last three weeks, they've given up 10 or more fantasy points to eight different running backs in four weeks. That means multiple guys are getting involved. I think it'd be a great opportunity if you can limit Trubisky's pass attempts, which we've talked about in the past, but now it's even a bigger issue. I think you might have a complimentary offense that could be able to continue to move the chains and keep scoring points. Yeah, absolutely. And I think getting Anthony and Miller involved, I think that's something that I was hammering home. Uh, the last time I was on this podcast, we talked about that being my X factor, getting Anthony Miller involved. And what do you know? He finally falls into the end zone. Uh, he's been looking great. You know, I don't know what we're doing with that third receiver spot at this point. I don't know where Taylor Gabriel is. I don't know what's happening with Wims' health. Uh, and I don't know why we don't want to just take a look at Ridley. Just take a look. We're about to. One catch, one shoe. <laughs> uh, that's all it took, okay? That's all that guy needs. He can play with the one NFL shoe. gods yeah. took, it, took it back from him. <laughs> sacrifice. Give me your shoe. Yeah, and to be honest, the other thing that I think has been a huge step forward is how we're using Cohen again. We're using him properly again. You know, these little these little screens, a little jet sweep that's going to get us five as he's taking it to the outside. We seem to be using him a little bit better than we were in the early part of the season. I think we're using him almost in a supplementary way where he's a little bit more of a side piece and not the focus, right? Like, he's kind of the guy who's sort of getting the train moving, but he isn't the engine of the train if that makes any sense where i think in the beginning of the year it was like gotta get Tariq going gotta give him the ball in space he's a big play guy he's a he's a game breaker yada yada he doesn't have to be a game breaker he just has to keep everyone else honest with the little things that he does he's a 10 touch guy yes that's it yes that's it like i think last year we were using him yes last year we were using him as a 15 16 touch guy we were doing that in the early part of the season just a couple plays a game just so when he goes in there, he has to be accounted for. And I love seeing both of them out there. I love when I see Cohen and David Montgomery on the field. That's when I go, okay, love it. And I love this as an opportunity for Trubisky to then run the ball. And I think it's a great opportunity to get Montgomery maybe in the passing game and kind of mix it up a little bit. That guy's got hands. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really strange. Obviously, injuries play a huge part of this. And obviously the success, uh, our recent success plays a huge part of it. But I kind of just sort of like the the shape of our pieces right now and how they kind of complement each other. That makes any sense. It's almost like a basketball lineup where it might not be your best starting five. But for some reason, these five guys playing together, it's just it's just working. There's a there's a harmony to it. And I don't know what it is, but obviously Miller and Robinson on the outside, Cohen and Montgomery in the backfield. Horstead and Holtz somehow getting open in the underneath game. I've been waiting to talk about yeah, them. Not doing really anything special other than just getting open and catching the football. And now you've got this young kid, Riley Ridley, who is a big receiver. Huge. Who hopefully can be picking on nickelbacks with his size and maybe catching some balls in the air and space. It just sort of seems like they're all not the same. They're all kind of together. Obviously, when we began the season – 
these aren't the guys that we thought are going to be out there. Yeah. But there's a rhythm to it. There's a momentum. And all of a sudden, I kind of like the, the, the parts of the whole all of a sudden. Yeah. Joey, I want to use this as an opportunity to make a public apology mm. to a Bears player. Please. Okay. I ragged on him pretty hard a couple weeks ago. And then early in the season, I said, stop being cute. Stop using Cordero Patterson on offense. And let me tell you, I want to apologize. The dude is is not just a, a good player. He's a gamer. He stepped up. He played at least five snaps that I saw as tight end. Yes. We needed a tight end. Cordell said, hey, I'll play tight end. He plays tight end. Kick returner. Running back. Receiver. And he's getting it done in all facets of the offense. And he's another player that it's like when you see him out there, you have to account for him. We have all these interesting diverse players that now the defense has to look at the tape and go, look, if Cordell's out there, Tariq Cohen's out there, Montgomery's out there. Now Trubisky with his legs is out there. Plus our two receivers on the outside and then a big body like Riley Ridley. Uh, If I'm a defensive coordinator, who do you key in on? Like who do you try and stop knowing that the other ones are going to be available or open for a dump pass or something? And as long as you execute, you in theory can't be stopped, right? And yeah. I think I think that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah everything looks good on paper. You're an unstoppable force. Um, and I think what they uh, your Cordero Patterson point is is fantastic. I mean, I I kind of like blew past it in last week's podcast because I know everyone was going to key in it. But can I just rope back around to how sick that move was that he made? Uh, in the Cowboys game to then pick up 30 yards for, after that. For, like, can you even do that move in Madden? Do you have the space <laughs> to actually execute the juke and get away in Madden? I don't think you can. And he did that in real life. For such a big guy, he really has that w- awesome one cut. Like, that Adrian Peterson sticks the leg in the ground and just makes that cut. Uh, he broke that dude's ankles, man. That was awesome. And it's funny, like, and I think the Bears did something – that I think a lot of teams have probably have tried to do throughout Cordero Patterson's career, and you realize after about a month or so, you shouldn't be doing that. They try to have him run routes early on this season. Yeah. And the dude isn't a great route runner, and I think it's a footwork issue and whatever you want to call it, a leverage, angles, all that stuff. It's just not his forte. And what his forte is, just give him the ball and just let him figure it out. Try and give him a head of steam if you can, but you just got to get the ball into his hands. And those types of – like the one play that he made, I mean, that was basically like a tight end route, right? It was basically kind of a quick little flat, get the ball to him and see if he can kind of like barrel through. Instead, he went pow, zing, and like got all the way up the field. And and he's mentioned it actually I think to the coaching staff that he's willing to play tight end. It's a great point on your end. I hope we see more of that. I think that's great. I love it. He just steps up wherever he can. And speaking of tight end, is it Holst Holstead? Holstead? They're 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 one in the same. They're Horst one, they're one man. Horst Holstead. <laughs> they're one man. Try and say both those names back to back. Like a Terminator or a T one thousand, they just split off from each other. Yeah, but I and one gets five <laughs> yards and the next one gets eight yards. <laughs> well, Holstead had four targets and four catches. I mean I I I really liked what I saw out of him. Yeah, comeback routes, tough catches across the middle. I mean, that's basically all we really need. Unfortunately, you know, Broniker got hurt, but Broniker had drop issues. Yeah. You know, Trey Burton never really was kind of that across-the-middle kind of guy. He was a little bit more of like the wheel route down the sideline, making the athletic catch in size, with size kind of guy. 
And I don't know. I kind of like a gritty dude that's just going to catch a really tough pass, like, across the middle. Um, just like Allen Robinson. But you know what I mean? Like, Man, that was a great buy on our part. Ooh, A-Rob? Yeah. I mean, he was great last year, and that was, you know, it, it's it's tough the first year after an injury like that. It's light years different, though, this year, right? Well, that's what they say. Year two, it's it's like going to be night and day in the in the physicality of it and, you know, the confidence you have in your knee again. And, man, he has just made contested catch after contested catch. And on Trubisky's credit, he threw a friggin' laser. Yeah, Mitch was like, I'm going to throw the talk ball about as splitting, hard as I possibly could. Talk about could. splitting two defenders on that one play to Allen Robinson. That was a heck of a pass. And that's the kind of stuff I like to see because that means that they have confidence in each other. Yeah. I mean, he brings it every single week. You can say whatever you want about the Bears offense this season, and we've said some very horrible, horrible, horrible things. Yeah. Allen Robinson shows up every single week. Week one, you know, where was the offense? Where was the offense? You know, Allen Robinson had seven catches for 102 yards in that game. I mean, the dude still, the dude still brought it. Yeah. And I think that he's going to bring it again this week. And you can do whatever you want as a defense to kind of key in him, key on him, but he's still going to make plays. He's still making catches. And I do like the fact that it was almost like when times are going bad, Mitch would try and force him the ball a little bit too much because he was like, baby, you're all I've got. I do like that he's kind of spreading it around a little bit more. And then seeing Allen Robinson as kind of the safety valve more yep. as the go-to kind of guy. Yep. But I still like him in this game. You know what I was just thinking? I just started to fantasize, talking about my Christmas wish list. I noticed and, you almost went into eight sleep territory. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I was just thinking about, you know, Bears 2020, some off-season moves, letting Taylor, Taylor Gabriel go, and signing Robbie Anderson. Oh, my gosh. Free agent next year. I just started thinking, let's move Miller to the slot. A-Rob, Robbie Anderson, take the top off defenses. Anthony Miller in the slot. Let's go. Let's you, know, go. you know who else is a tie, uh, free agent this year? Who? Uh, on a team that could be seeing some significant changes in the offseason. Who's that? Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're going to be looking for tight ends. Yeah. Um, I don't advise we draft one because uh, we already did that, and we only have so much capital. So I wouldn't draft one of our two second rounders on a tight end. Yeah. I'd probably go out and try and buy. And you think you probably bring Trey Burton back, but the money from Taylor Gabriel probably frees up something a little bit. They get yeah. that Mike Davis money back. I don't know. It's going to be fun. If you can stay healthy. Yeah. So let's wrap it up here. Yeah. Bears win, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> what are we doing here? I think I'm saying the Bears are going to win until they lose, right? Yes. I mean, look, football is all about when you get hot, right? You have to get hot at the right time. We've seen it year after year. Teams really start off hot, then they cool off. It, we're getting hot at the right time. Say what you want about Trubisky. He's been playing really good football. I never thought I would see the day where Troy Aikman and Joe Buck spend an extra five minutes after the game to A gush about him. fantastic night for Mr. 10. I mean, I, I literally had to put on my other pair of glasses to make sure I could see correctly that that's what was happening. But we're getting hot at the right time, okay? Roquan, huge loss. 
but we're just figuring it out, man. Like we have a lot of third stringers on the field right now, and we just seem to be figuring it out. And Mitch's confidence is through the roof right now. He's locked in. The receivers are locked in. And the Packers are taking a step backwards. They are cooling off. I mean, they're coasting. Yeah, they, they've been coasting. And I think if they go in there thinking about week one, going, let's just get through this game. Let's just, you know, nickel and dime them. Because they and, have the Vikings next week. So they that to them means a little bit more yeah. for Minnesota and Green Bay than perhaps Green Bay would mean to beat. Chicago this week I think we can go in there and steal one and here's the deal right let's lay it out before we go obviously we need the Rams to lose twice yeah I really I thought this that was going to happen against the Seahawks super bummer did not happen but they played Dallas a desperate Dallas team that honestly just needs to win that game and basically wraps up the NFC East yep and then the Rams play San Francisco and then they play Arizona so they can definitely still lose two of their last three definitely I've been on board with all Minnesota has to do is lose once because we would own the tiebreaker if we were to beat them in week 17. So, you know, Minnesota plays the Chargers this week. We'll see what happens. They could lose that game, but they could also lose the game the very next week to the Packers. And then the Bears just need to win out. And for all the Bears fans that are out there that go boo-hoo, look at the schedule. It's so tough. I would say to them well, what do you want from this season? Like, if we go to the playoffs, do you want to honestly just get bounced in the first round? No, if you go to the playoffs, you want to do something substantial. And you have to beat really good teams in the playoffs. Yep. This isn't a – I'm not saying something smart. I'm just saying something obvious. And to beat Green Bay, Kansas City, and Minnesota, if we were to do that and get into the playoffs, guess what? All of a sudden – the Bears have a shot at winning the NFC. Yep. And if they don't, they don't go to the playoffs, and then we have the whole offseason to ruminate and bitch and moan, which we've been doing all season long, about frustrating losses and missed opportunities. Right? Let the Cam Newton talks begin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fire the gun. Yes. <laughs> like, let it happen. So, I mean, there's two roads to travel. I prefer to travel the road of they're going to win out, and if they do, and they do miraculously get, get into the playoffs, I mean, get ready. Because the Bears can make some serious noise. Joey, this is a gosh darn Chicago podcast. Yes. If you're listening to this, and you're not rooting for this to happen, turn this off and burn your jerseys and hats. Cubs fans, White Sox fans, we know how to do this. Hope. Oh, baby. Crunch the numbers. Figure out every scenario that we can do this. Oh, yeah. False hope. I'm feeling it already. It's pumping into my veins. This is what we live off of. Italian beefs and false hope, baby. This reminds me. It's like the White Sox are 61 and 63. Burley's on the mountain today. (laughs) And if we can just win this going away game against Kansas City, we can get back into it. Or it's. It's September. If the Cubs can get hot, yeah. seven of their last tens against Cincinnati, <laughs> they could totally do this. Um, hey, man, we built this city <laughs> on false hope. I mean, come on. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited. This is – And the football, football still matters, and I think that's uh, – at this time of year, after everything that's already transpired this season, for the team to rebound the way that it has – I think is admirable, and I think it is a sign of, in a very broad sense, a sign of positive things still to come. Yeah, and and would there be a better feeling win than Week 15 
going back to the team that embarrassed us in Lambeau in the freezing cold, shaving Roger's mustache yeah. right off his face. A full she's all that moment. Yes. Of like, and, oh, who is that nerd in the glasses? And yeah. have the announcers be talking about Trubisky and not Aaron Rodgers? I mean... I'll take that as a win. That's almost as good as a playoff win, oh, in my yeah. opinion. Please, 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 let us get to the point where they have to run the graphic at some point. Like, uh, Mitch Trubisky <laughs> in the first week. And look at these numbers tonight. Yeah. Like, oh, man, give me give me all of that. Uh, so, real quick, player of the game. You got you gotta, you gotta pegging somebody? David Montgomery. You got David Montgomery. I got David Montgomery. I really, I just... I don't know why, but those I had never been so entertained and impressed by some of those eight, nine-yard runs that he had last week. Green Bay's run defense is not great. I think that they are, for the first time, an opposition is going to have to sort of plan for Trubisky for the first time all season long, and I think it's a great opportunity to get David Montgomery the ball often, and I like him a lot actually in the passing game too as well this week as well. I think he at least scores a touchdown. I think he at least has 100 uh, yards from scrimmage. I like that. Dave Montgomery. All right. Who's yours? <sighs> Jesper JT Terwilliger Horstebitter. No, I've just been feeling it for a while. 5-2. Okay. Mm. I, I think no one fears 5-2 the way Aaron Rodgers does. I want to see him get after it, sack fumble, calling it. I want to see it. Let's make it happen. Let's play a fun I'm game. I'm putting it quick. out there. I'm it's putting been, it out there. And, it, and it's been kind of – it hasn't been a, a bad season for Khalil Mack, but we haven't heard from him in quite a while. And like you were talking about earlier with the jersey, you're just kind of like where he is, what he's doing. If he has in this game against Green Bay in a must-win situation, three sacks and let's just say a, a turnover, a forced fumble interception or something against Green Bay and Lambeau, does that completely change the complexion of Khalil Mack's season? Because that's what we're going to end up talking about, right? 100%. He wouldn't even get yelled at at the old wiener circle. They would they would applaud him. They would give him <laughs> free hot dogs forever. <laughs> They'd go, everybody, <laughs> yeah, shut up! Yeah. What can I get yeah, for you, yeah, Mr. Mack? Mr. Mack, what can I get for <laughs> you? Mr. Mack. Um, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, this is... All sins can be absolved in this game for many Bears players. For Trubisky... Khalil Mack, let's make this a true get-right game. Let's get the whole fan base feeling good, and let's head into these final couple weeks. I love that pick, man. I love that. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Let's go Bears. Let's go Bears. Thank you so much for joining us on Believe Embedding Chicago on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Joey Christopoulos, bringing you that Bears knowledge every single week and picking the Bears to win. Have I been half right and half wrong all season? You're goddamn right I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it's been beautiful. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast today was brought to you by 8sleep. Make sure you check out 8sleep.com slash pro to get $150 off your purchase. And, guys, this weekend, what better time than to bet with my bookie? There's a plus 5,000 bet out there for Bears any other score. Special teams, defensive touchdown for first score of the game. Come on, guys. Make your Christmas season work for you. Go to uh, believemybookie.com. Use promo code BLV believe to activate this delicious offer of they were going to match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, they're going to give you $1,000 of free money to play with. And isn't that the Christmas spirit? Free money to play with. My name is Joey Christopoulos. I was with Dave Rispoli. Thanks a lot, man. 
Hey man, uh, can I borrow a uh, hundred dollars? Oh, I have, I have a bet I really want to make. <laughs> we're going to we're going to my bookie right now. Thanks for joining us, you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Go Bears. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.